Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 234, which we are recording on Friday, December 11th, 2020. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we have a special guest. This is our annual episode with... Hi, I'm Robbie, boxy sweater gal. So our wonderful moderator from our Ravelry group, if you've ever been on our Ravelry group, I'm sure you've interacted with Robbie. She's wonderful. And she is the creator of our Love Your Stash movement that's been going on for how many years now? Six years? Really? Six. I looked looked it up earlier this week. We started in 2015. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I was surprised. (laughs) I'm so impressed. So Robbie is going to join us today for all of our regular segments, and then we're going to have a little chat about how 2020 may have changed our stashing. So Robbie, what are you wearing? I'm wearing one of my boxies. Um, it's the one I call Conjuring Another Boxy. It's knit with Miss Babs Katahdin in the Conjurer colorway. Um, it's one that is a little bit longer, and I modified it to have a split hem and a broken rib band. I think it's probably the size I like best. I think I've knit eight boxies. (laughs) Good for you. I love that you have a style that you like and you like to knit. Yeah, that's awesome. And and I love boxies. So (laughs) yep, I have too. Yep. And I'm also wearing a pair of socks. These are my skipping to the pulse socks knit with I knit this skip skyp pattern which is a free one by Adrienne Koo um and uh I can't tell you the colorway um <laughs> but if you want to see it it's on my project page it's it's a not safe for work colorway name <laughs> <laughs> ah got it and I do remember when that pattern came out and I don't know offhand how many projects there are on Ravelry, but I do know that's a very, very popular pattern on Ravelry. Yeah, it's it's fun. I, I knit it early. This is my second pair. And man, did I make a lot of mistakes the first time. I, I can. It's fun to re-knit something and see how you've improved. It is. And on socks, nobody can tell you've made mistakes anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even I've knit that sock pattern. Yeah, I don't surprisingly know if I have. I may have as well. I'm not sure. Okay, Charlene, what are you wearing? I am wearing my Dragonflies jumper. Yay! Which is a a blast blast from the past. From the past, exactly. (laughs) And so I was originally, I was looking for a different sweater. I was looking for my tangled yoke cardigan, which I knit years ago just like my dragonflies jumper, probably around the same vintage, which is why they were in the same box. (laughs) So I was looking for the other sweater because, well, I was thinking of repurposing that yarn. So that's another story. But I came across the dragonflies jumper. And as soon as I found it, I pulled it out and put it on right away because I happened to be cold. (laughs) And I thought, oh, this would be perfect. I need a sweater. And I started wearing it. I was wearing it. And I remembered why it was one of my go-to sweaters that I wore for many, many years as my go-to, I'm cold, must have a sweater sweater. (laughs) 
And I keep thinking that I want to knit another one. But I don't know if you remember this yarn, Gail. I, I keep do. thinking that part of the appeal of this exact sweater is the stretchy, sadly now discontinued yarn that I made it in. It's a it's an unusual blend of wool. I think it has some acrylic in there and maybe elastic or something stretchy. I don't know. It's just a really stretchy yarn. It's kind of like there's a cascade yarn that's very fixation. stretchy. Fixation, yes. Is it fixation? Yeah. And this one is kind of, it reminds me of that. It's not quite as stretchy as the fixation, but it does remind me of that. It has that kind of stretch to it, but it's got wool instead of cotton. And the yarn isn't made anymore. And it wasn't made in very many colors to begin with. And sadly, over the years, I think this sweater has faded a lot. And I'm not exactly in love with the faded way that it looks now. So I don't know how much longer it is. It will be worn, but we'll see. I keep thinking maybe I should just dye it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, send it to Kim. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Kim I should dye it. Magic for you. It needs to be depilled very badly, but right now it's keeping me warm, and I'm not going to complain. So that is Dragonfly's Jumper by Hohi Locatelli. What are you wearing, Gail? I am wearing my throwback. No, throw over. It's the pullover version. Oh yeah, by Andrea Mowry, <laughs> and I knit this this year using stash that I purchased at Stitches from the Farmer's Daughter Fibers, and it's her Pishkin DK, which is 100% Montana Rambouillet wool. And it has a little, I don't want to even call it rustic because it's not scratchy in any way. It's just a lofty, beautiful, lightweight wool. Mm -hmm. It's not like, it's not superwash. There we go. Superwash is a heavier fabric to me. And this is not superwash wool, so it's a much lighter fabric, and I love it. It may also be wool and spun versus worsted. Well, I think it might be, but I wasn't 100% sure on that. It feels like it probably is because of the loftiness of it. So yeah. I would guess. I would guess yeah. you're probably right, Robbie. Yeah, that, that that's, that's probably more the yarn construction than the fact that it's super, not superwash. Yeah. And plus, I always think for some reason Superwash feels so much denser, but that's probably just how it's spun and everything. Yeah, I think so. And remarkably, I'm wearing hand-knit socks too, Robbie. I am wearing Hermione's Everyday Socks, which is a pattern by Erica Luter. And I had them on earlier, and Josie said, are those hand-knit? And I said, <laughs> yeah. And she said, I thought you didn't like to knit socks. And I said, well, I don't. That's why I don't have that many pairs. And she said they look really, really cute with the doggy slippers over them. So she went and got me her little doggy slippers that have a little <laughs> dog face on the front. So I was double footed with hand knit socks and little doggy slipper. And it really, they did look really good together. So I'm sporting three hand knits all at the same time, just like Robbie. Woohoo. Gotta love it. Well, that sounds warm. That's good. Yep. Okay, Robbie, what are you stocking lately? Okay, I'm, I'm stocking a couple things mainly with the self-indulgent knit-along in mind. One is the Oakleaf Pullover by Ruriko. If I knit that, 
I think I would be using my Tosh Merino White in the Cousteau colorway. Ooh, mm-hmm. nice. Pretty. And that's, you know, it's it's a simple, slightly boxy pullover with a really nice texture pattern on the, the bottom, probably third of the body. And, and going down the sleeves on, on like a, like a band on the sleeves. I think you've, you're both familiar with it. Just describe it for other people. Another one is Ako, A-C-O by Ari Shimizu. Shimizu, yeah. That one is a, is also boxy shaped, but it kind of looks raglan because there's a texture on it. And she does, the texture's it's on the front and the back, but it's not on the sleeve. And she uses like a, she makes the change between the, the plane and the stockinette and the texture along a raglan line. Oh. So, but it's still a drop shoulder, you know, bo- boxy shape. Uh, so there's no increasing along that line? It's just a change I, in I don't, stitch? I don't think there is. There might be a tiny bit to get some short, to get some shaping in, but it, it definitely ends up drop, it has a drop shoulder. Um, with the sleeve picked up just like you would with a boxy. Um, oh, and the um, other th- with it, the texture I kind of reminds me of Hermione's Everyday sock. Oh, but I think there's slip stitches in the front, not pearl stitches. Okay, so it's just a very subtle texture that I think would be pretty easy to track while you're knitting because that's that's really important for me. The third one is the Weekender Weekender Light by Andrea Mallory. And that's the one that I'm struggling with. I've got perfect yarn for it. If I knit the the worsted weight, I'd use Tosh DK in the Spectrum colorway. I've mm. swatched. I love the way it looks in reverse stockinette. But I I'm very concerned about that boat neck. Now, the thing about that sweater, though, is that you three-needle bind-off? No, it's the special bind-off that she does. So you can make that as short or wide of a boat neck as you want. It's the right, it's the it's the fabric across the throat. Oh, can't mm. help you there. So I'm thinking if I do it, and it's bottom-up, which means that I could work, I could experiment as I'm getting to the, the, the finish of the body. I'm thinking of putting short rows in it. Uh, in the front and the back in order to to make the front a little bit lower and the back a little bit higher. Well, that'd be cool. Yeah, that so would be would, easy to do, I think. Because because she actually does a tubular bind-off, I don't think, I mean, I, it's like I have to I have to get the, to bind off the neck all at once. So I think short rows would be the way to get the shaping in there and still bind everything off at once. Do it. Especially <laughs> if you have the yarn and you've wanted to use that yarn for a really long time. Yeah, like I got that yarn last Thanksgiving. A friend of mine picked it up when she was at Eat Sleep Knit. Um, right after was that the- only a year ago? I think, so. yeah. Wow, it seems like that yarn's been on your like wish list well, maybe- to knit with for a while. It's That's been right. an odd year. Let's not forget. It. <laughs> yeah, time warp. Time warp. I, maybe it was two years ago, but it, I feel like it was just. This, I think it was just this last year. But um, so that's that's what I'm struggling with. That if I knit the light, the weekender light, it would be with the Miss Babs Katahdin in the, the autumn toad lily. 
do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> we should we should both knit our our autumn toad lily at the same time for self indulgent knit. I would love to do that. <laughs> I want to make that sweater too. I've made the regular weekender sweater out of the larger gauge yarn. And ever since I made that version of it, I had, I was fantasy knitting a fingering weight one. So I would like to do that too. Uh, or I could just knit a boxy and knit it and finish it off. So it's reverse stockinette. Cause I think the, I think that yarn would look fabulous with the reverse stockinette, stockinette showing. Yeah, it'd be that so would pretty. Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where I am on the stocking stage. Awesome. What about you, Charlene? Well, just so you all know, Gail and I recorded only one week ago, so I have not <laughs> been stocking very much. We're recording this episode a little bit early. It will be released in another Next week, week, but we're yeah. recording it a little bit early just so that Gail and I can have a little bit of a respite at the holidays, some extra time. So I am only stocking one thing, and that one thing is a free ornament pattern called Mitten Ornament, and it's exactly what it sounds. It's a tiny little mitten ornament. The pattern is free on Ravelry, written by Jared Flood, and it looks like you can take the pattern and, of course, just knit it with any weight and needle size to make this cute little hanging ornament. So it has measurements for different weights of yarn, and that's basically how you control the size of the ornament. By using, you want a smaller mitten ornament, you use fingering white yarn. You want a bigger mitten ornament, you use worsted white yarn. And it is only, it only takes between 14 and 20 yards. Wow. So very small amount. So I, I don't know the measurements, but I expect that it must be a very tiny little mitten. I see Boo in yes. the background. <laughs> <laughs> Boo is making an appearance. Oh, I miss Boo so much. Actually, it's Popo. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, He's, I couldn't tell. He was the backlit, big, so yeah. all you're seeing is a silhouette, and he did look black. But yeah, visit. Well, I miss Popo visit. too. <laughs> <laughs> so that is mitten ornament by Jared Flood. If you need a little something for the holidays, and are you stocking anything, Gail? I am stocking one thing, thanks to Joanne, who is one of our regulars on Saturday. She finished recently The Classic by Espace Tricot. They are one that have been making frequent appearances on the podcast. We've been stalking a lot of their yeah, patterns lately. Yeah, and this is another free one. It is a top-down pullover with a turtleneck and raglan shaping. It's knit with light fingering and silk mohair held doubled, and it just seems like one of those ethereal, you could wear it with anything, anywhere, soft as can be, wonderful sweaters. It just appealed to me instantly. And I saw hers and I thought, oh my goodness, what pattern is that? And it was it cute. Looks, it yeah, was really very cute. cute. That's one so, of the fun things about our Zoom get-togethers is folks get to put on sweaters and show them off. <laughs> Sweaters and shawls and hats and yeah. toys that they make. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Really fun. All right. 
What are you knitting, Robbie? Okay, um, I've got a couple things on the needles. Right now I'm knitting on a lace weight boxy. Um, I did say earlier, boxy is by Hohi Locatelli. It's, and this one I'm actually knitting with Tosh lace in the rainwater colorway, which is a blue that's a tiny bit green leaning, green leaning in, in my case. Uh, sometimes then it gets a little bit gray, but this is a more green, a tiny, tiny bit of green in it. I'm knitting it on size twos, and it's taking forever. <laughs> oh. Long-term boxy. It's a long-term boxy. It'll probably go back into hibernation when I cast on for the self-indulgent knit along. Um, I'm also knitting the um, the adventure the adventure gnome uh, by Imagine Landscapes Sarah Shira. Uh, it's a mystery knit along um, running for the entire. Um, Advent period. So each day we're getting an e- getting a, a message from her that includes um, either something to read, it could be a recipe, um, or it's a little bit of knitting. And it's pretty easy to stay on top of the knitting because it's really small bits bits of it. Um, and they're a lot of fun to knit. Um, also, I also have a pair of socks on the needles, uh, knitting two at a time because it's a double sock blank. Uh, that I dyed last year in a, in a workshop. So, and those are so pretty. Yeah. The picture you sent the other day, they're so pretty. Yeah. So, I mean, so that's, Definitely. I've got, that's all I've got actively going right now. I do have other things on the needles that are hibernating. That's all? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what about you? I oh, don't sorry. actually have a lot hibernating even. Yeah, I've I've, been, I've become a a little less crazy, <laughs> a little more monogamous, a little less polygamous or with is, your knitting. Or is um, Sarah's sister uh, drawing a blank on her name right now? She always says monogamish. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Okay, yeah. Charlene, what have you been knitting? Well, like Robbie, I think I just. For whatever reason, right now, I have fewer projects on the needles as well. And because I was working on a flurry of hats for a week, I still haven't started another sweater. But the Parallelogram is still going strong. And I think I am more than 50% I have used more than 50% of all of the skeins at this point. So no small feat, folks, because that is seven skeins of fingering weight. (laughs) It's a lot of yarn. (laughs) It's a lot of yardage. And I have to be honest, I have not even stretched out the schlanket to see how large it is currently. I was just going to ask you how big it is. Yeah, I should do that and see, kind of see how big it is. It's, I'm just having fun adding colors and the garter stitch knitting is very potato chippy, meaning I keep going one more row, just one more row. It's not fast, but it's fun, simple, and it's rather elegant. I like it. Oh, neat. And are the sections, are they like sections of different colors where you are knitting a certain number of stitches or is it like a side to side where it gets 
a lot of stitches on the needles and then fewer. I mean, it's well, it's a variation on a log cabin. So you start in the center and you're adding strips as you go on all four sides. I have four active needles on it at this point because wow. it's large. There are, it's a parallelogram, so there are two long sides and two short sides, and I have yeah, I have four needles active on it because okay. that's the easiest way to manage. You I could do it with I think I could do there's a way to do it with only two needles, but it's just, it's really easy to do it with four. Then I don't have to think about needle management. So I've Interesting. got, yeah, I've got the four adding on stripes. I've got the technique down at this point. So we'll see how long it takes. <laughs> cool. I can't wait to see it. You should send a picture to us soon. I will. When, I'll spread it out after this and then I'll post it. Yay. Yeah. Okay, so what are you knitting, Gail? Well, I started a new sweater, so I'm very excited to say I started the Big Sister, which Yay. is a cardigan by Hintermstein, and I'm using my Harrisville I'm drawing a nightshade. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Harrisville nightshades. Harrisville designs nightshades. So I was trying to remember that middle word, which is basically black DK weight yarn. And it, again, I don't know if it's woolen spun or not, but it's very light and lofty. And it has little tiny bits that kind of remind me of tweed, but it's not tweed, of hot pink mixed in. So the Nightshades brand or blend line of yarn, they're all blacks. And then they have a little bit of color mixed into each. There's a red, there's a yellow, there's a green, etc. And mine is the pink version. But you can't really see the pink unless you're right up on it. So basically, I'm knitting with black yarn, which is a little bit of a challenge, especially in the evenings, unless you have a really nice bright light. So overall, interesting construction so far. It's a top down that starts with ribbing that you add on to in a very unique fashion. And the unique fashion kicked my butt. So <laughs> I had to start start the sweater over twice before oh. I got it right. But I hadn't made it very far before I ripped out and started again each time. But now I'm well on my way to doing it properly. Oh good. Yes, I'm I'm I know it's right this time. And I've proceeded to where I'm increasing for the sleeves and I'm just looking forward to having a new sweater that's not a gift for somebody else that I'm not having to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember I went through a phase where I said, I always have to start my sweaters three times? Yes. Because I would always figure out something that either that I didn't understand or something that I wanted to do different. But it used to always take me three times to start sweaters. <laughs> I, I always think of that with you when I'm starting a sweater and I have to redo it. I always think, oh, well, Charlene does too. So it's okay. Yep. <laughs> And I'm working on a couple of other things. So Christmas gifts. I am working on a cross-stitch ornament that is Clara from the Nutcracker. Aww. That is going to be for Olivia. If you've never heard of her and you like to cross-stitch, Satsuma Street on Etsy. She has beautiful patterns. She has a series of Nutcracker ornaments that are all cross-stitched on this thick 
gold shiny paper. It's like a cardboard paper. And then you trim around the edges so you get this really pretty sparkly gold outline around your ornament. Really cute. And she has a series of Day of the Dead, a series of other Halloween, another Christmas series, and then she has a whole series of pretty little cities. So little cross-stitch patterns that have all of the landmarks of specific cities. So she has San Francisco, Washington, D.C., Paris, London, Berlin, maybe not Berlin, um, St. Petersburg, different cities that are all very iconic with their landscapes. So Satsuma Street on Etsy. I highly recommend her patterns. And that one's nearly done. The next one is Neil the Narwhal, which I'm crocheting for my daughter, Alex. So I have a cross-stitch project. I have a crochet project and I'm knitting my sweater. Neil the Narwhal is by Michelle Alvarez and I'm getting close to being done with that one. I thought I had safety eyes in my stash and I got to the point where you have to put in Neil's little safety eyes and I don't have any. So I had to order some. Oh, you should have said something. I have eyes. I realized that after I placed the order. I thought, Charlene has eyes. So I'm kind of stalled out on Neil. I'm working on his tail and fins while I'm waiting for his eyes to arrive. So Neil's getting close to being done. Well, if the eyes are delayed or something happens, let me know and I'll bring you some eyes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And I'm still also working on my burrow wrap. The burrow wrap right now is still in its rectangular garter stitch phase. So it's just super easy back and forth knitting that I do when I'm when my brain is no longer able to function on other things. And when my hands get sore, because I'm gripping the cross stitch too tightly with my left hand, while I'm doing the needlework with my right hand. And I woke up yesterday morning and my whole left hand was sore. And I thought, why is my hand so sore? And I think it's because I'm squeezing too tightly. So I have to figure out how to manage that and not hurt myself. So those are the things that I've been working on, not just knitting, but all multi-craftual. I feel so accomplished this <laughs> Yay. And any finishes, Robbie? You have a big one. Yes. Um, I recently finished my Scrappy Boxy. Yay. Yeah, Yay, it's so pretty. It's knit with a combination of my scraps, some mini skeins I got from friends and in some swaps, and... Um, a few, I think I pulled out one skein of yarn that was caked up and used a bit of it just because I, just for the variety. And I decided to, it's striped two, three, or four rows per color, just kind of randomly choosing the colors and the number of rows to knit. And then I decided last minute, because I was kind of tired of striping, to knit the sleeves in, in one color and then put a, the cuff matches the bottom band and the neck band. And it's so delightful. I can't wait to copy you in pink. I love it. it I'm just, I, I'm, I'm happier with it than I thought I would be. It's, it's amazing. So just picture, if you will, this boxy with amazing, they're very thin stripes too. How many mm-hmm. rows did you do with each color? Just two? Two, two three, or four. Two, three, or four. So very thin stripes. Uh, it's very meticulous work, and it's fun to look at. I think it'll be fun to wear. The colors are all playing well together. It's a really fun one. We'll have a link to it in the show notes. So take a look. I really, 
really love the way this one turned out. It's the the use of scraps is awesome. (laughs) Every single yarn in it has at least specks of blue-green in it. It may have a more blue-green, but every single one has a blue-green shade in it. So that's that's how I tied them all together. Yeah. And for those of you listening who don't know, Robbie is also an extraordinary quilter. So your eye for, and a photographer. So her eye for color is spot on. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I, I mean, color is something I think I just inherently am good at. I, there was a pan, there's a, I think it's a Pantone thing where you could, where you're supposed to put these colors in sequence. And it's like going from like one shade of blue to a shade of purple and trying to oh, get 20 yeah. of them in sequence. And I've, I've done that. that. Every time I've done that, I get 100% on it. Yeah, I do every too. Single, it's like I just see the differences. That is really fun. I love that. <laughs> and most yeah, people, you and Charlene are my go-to color people, my consultants. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I just, you know, I see I see shades that, that I think a lot of people don't see. Well, and, you know, most women see color better than men too. So I think a lot of men may not I mean everybody sees color a little bit differently I know that for a fact but I think a lot of men don't see some of the distinctions that women do because when I worked in the photography industry all the professional color correctors were women oh wow the hmm. really good ones they were always That's women interesting. yeah yeah And now that you've mentioned Pantone, I have to do a timely interruption. Do you know that they announced their Colors of the Year? Yes. Yes. Colors of the Year for 2021. Ultimate gray. Yep. (laughs) And illuminating is the color of the bright, sunny yellow, I think is how they described it. Well, you have to go back and and explain that there are two colors that they picked for next year. It's the second time they've done that. Yes, it is. There was the year, oh, maybe five years ago, where they had the baby pink and the baby blue were their two colors of the year. I have to say, I love the combo of the gray and the yellow. It's was, so pretty. They're yeah, so pretty together. It's really pretty. I could. Yeah. I don't think I could wear something entirely in that yellow, but I am completely down with a little <laughs> color work yellow in gray, because, you know, gray. I, I, I agree. I do love yeah. that. So yeah, I love well, that combo. I will be looking to utilize that pairing for mm-hmm. something next and year. I, and, I'm, and I'm ahead of the curve. I, I, I made a quilt earlier this year that was in grays and yellows and blacks. Ah. Aha. See? You and your color sense. You <laughs> I, was part you of the, I was part of the leading edge on that one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> the bleeding edge. The bleeding edge. <laughs> Charlene, have you finished anything since the last episode? Well, I mentioned the hats that I was making. I finished, I can't remember exactly how many I had finished last time, but I had six total that I was able to donate. I had Yay! I had used the free pattern from Elizabeth Doherty called Colby, and the pattern has variations in it, just like any hat. You can always do the ribbing any length you want, that kind of thing. So this one, I made different variations of it, different heights of the ribbing. Some were slouchy, some were not slouchy, some 
had mixed colors. One of them I striped. Just, I used a bag, I used yarns from my bags of leftovers and just made it work. Had fun? Yeah, I did. It was fun. And I was telling Gail that I hadn't made hats this year. I usually do make hats throughout the year. Both of us do for donation. And I hadn't done it this year because there was some question about whether agencies would be accepting donations because of COVID. And when our friend reached out to ask for a couple of hats and I started knitting them, it made me really happy and made me realize that I kind of missed knitting my donation hat. So I'm going to continue doing that and not stop this time. Just continue doing it like I usually do. Both of us usually do knit hats throughout the year. So I will continue that. Well, and I also wanted to comment you and Robbie both added a great design detail to Colby and you did that pearl row after the ribbing before you started the body of the hat. And I thought that was a beautiful little design addition. Yeah. 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 A, a, a friend of mine does that on socks quite a bit. Oh, okay. it's cute. Yeah, yeah. So have you finished anything, Gail? I finished a bunch of the waffle knit dishcloths, the oh, pattern excellent. by Debbie Andriuli. So I'm supposed to go to Berkeley tomorrow. Josie and I are supposed to go up and see Max and his roommates sitting anywhere we can be safely socially distanced with masks on. So we're going to try to figure out how to do that and see if we can make it work. So that's all I finished. Okay. We would like to thank our sponsor for the month of December, Lolo Body Care. Have you finished your holiday shopping yet? Lolo Body Care has so many great options to stuff those stockings. Shop their signature all-natural moisturizer, the Lolo Body Bar. Or maybe snatch up a Lolo to-go bag, which includes eight eco-luscious products inside an organic zippered bag. You'll also want to check out their seasonal scents like Winter Bliss, Spiced Fig, and Frankincense and Myrrh. What else is awesome? 5% of all sales this holiday season are going to Habitat for Humanity. Visit lolobody.com today. Thank you, Lolo. You've been a great sponsor this year. Thank you. Yes, we really appreciate it. And we were just chatting before we started recording that one of the products we all love is the Lolo Lip Balm. I don't know what the official name is. (laughs) Robbie has one handy so she can tell us. (laughs) Lolo Lips. There you go. And and I have margarita. Oh, nice. Ah, Is that like a lime? Yeah. And she's putting it on right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Robbie is with us today because we like to wrap up the year talking about how we love our stash and how the Love Your Stash movement has helped the three of us. And I know a lot of people who are listening. So Robbie, give us a little summary again, please, of what Love Your Stash is. Well, I did a little bit of digging before before the, the, the podcast to get just refreshed from the start of it. And back in Jan, like late December 2014, I'd heard a lot of, I heard another podcaster who was a dyer talking about how hard um, the beginning of the year was for dyers because everybody seemed to go on this punitive yarn diet for a while. <laughs> uh, 
and what you know and quit buying yarn and it seemed like such a negative way of approaching your stash that you know it's something that you're feeling guilty about um so i decided kind of spontaneously on my own without permission um, <laughs> uh, i wasn't a, i wasn't the moderator back then um to start a uh, quarterly love your stash challenge and the we started out the first year each quarter um, the intent was, you know, set goals. Uh, you had to post your goals. And then at the end of the quarter, you were supposed to post how you, how you did with your goals. And I, I had prizes. Um, after the first year, um, we kind of retired the concept of the prizes. Um, so that it just, it just kept the community part of it. Um, it, it you know, I think the, the prizes probably got a few people interested in it, which is always fun. Um, and over time, initially it really was about knitting your stash. And I think over time it's morphed more into the idea of trying to make sure your stash is meeting your needs, um, figuring out what the right size stash for you is, what kinds of yarns should be in your stash and giving yourself permission to get rid of the things that don't work for you. Um, not feeling like you have to knit them to get rid Love of them. Love that. Um, uh, so I do too, because like Gail said, that was, or like Robbie said, that was a initially something that all of us noticed, that there was just a lot of stash guilt. And sometimes it just takes somebody saying, hey, if you don't like it, get rid of it. And there goes the stash yep. guilt. <laughs> Whether it was a gift or passed on from someone, whatever. It doesn't mean you have to use it. Give it to someone who will right, want to use it. Because sometimes things sit in your stash for several years and maybe it served its purpose by sitting there in your stash for several years. Because sometimes we purchase yarns. For me, a lot of times it'll be sale yarns, yarns that you're not sure what you're going to do with, but it feels nice to have them there just in case. And so if in five years it has served its purpose, send it on exactly. to somebody else who will enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. And, and for me, for me with it, I think a lot of my early purchases were with, with hindsight mistakes. Um, I went through a phase of being in a lot of yarn club subscriptions mm. and you get some stuff you absolutely love and you get other things that are like, I'd never buy this color. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but yet you, know, you pay good money for them and they're good yarns. Um, it's like, so it's, it's, you know, getting to the point where you're like, I can let this go. And I think last year, um, Jennifer um, in the group was, was having real trouble getting socks to work. She just she just kept, I think the yarn wasn't working, and I finally said, send me your address. I mailed her a skein of sock yarn that I knew would knit her. <laughs> I, I, it's like, I, it's another crafty girl. I knit with her yarn. It's nice high twist, very bouncy sock yarn that creates a, a beautiful stitch. And I think the first sock she knit with it, she knit it too small, so she ripped it out. And she, she, you know, it's like helping someone mm -hmm. else succeed. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, and and it's like you know, 
I would, I probably wouldn't, I don't think I ever would admit that particular one. I, I liked it, but I just kept passing it up. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. were other sock yarns I grabbed every time I wanted to knit socks. So it's yeah. like, let it go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's it. And it's like, you know, so that's, that's it. I, and there's you know, people, you know, the people that participate in it, it in the quarterly challenges, it, it ebbs and it flows. Um, some people use it to really focus on project goals. Um, I kind of encourage people to try to, without saying they have to, to try to have a goal that's not related to knitting specific projects. Um, things related to, you know, evaluating your yarn stash or your pattern inventory to kind of help you sort through and figure out what should be you know, help you use your stash Ravelry stash better or to use your pattern library more efficiently on um, those type of things. I just, I, I, I don't want it to be just one more place to knit. It's, but, but you know, but if that's how people want to use it, that's okay. I'm not going to tell someone that they have to set a goal related to the physical inventory itself. Right. Um, um, but it's, that's, it's, it's different for everybody. Everybody's yeah. got a different limit on what that level of tolerance is so. yeah and um there there are times where i wish my stash was small um so, you know sometimes the the bounty that i have make means i have analysis paralysis mm. when it comes time to pick the next project to work on where if i only had two sweater quantities in stash I'd be like, well, let's just use one of them and get, and get on with it. <laughs> but do you really think that if you had fewer sweater quantities, you would actually say, okay, I want to knit the sweater. I'm going to use one of these two sweater quantities. Or would you go out and buy another one? Because neither of the two would actually work. Well, but if I did that, I'd still feel like I was not, it wasn't okay. a problem because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be taking my 30 some sweater quantities of yarn. And going out and buying another one. <laughs> <laughs> because I think a lot of people, especially when they're first curating their stash, have this, I think it's an unrealistic expectation that, oh, I have a couple sweater quantities, so anytime I want to knit a sweater, I'll be covered. But they don't necessarily always work for the pattern you want to knit. So, yeah. you know, but everybody's different. I know that Tamara, she doesn't have a very big stash and she really likes that. Whereas I have found yes. my stash in 2020 to be so comforting and I am so grateful for the years I spent curating it through the Love Your Stash quarterly goals because now I have a stash yeah. that brings me nothing but joy and I don't look at it with any feelings of guilt and I know that I can go to it to make myself feel good. Yeah. Well, and Gail, so you brought it up. So let's talk about 2020 <laughs> the year that changed everything and i think it will always also well yes it changed everything but it i think it also changes the way a lot of us look at our stash because when that shelter in place order hit back in march it it was already clear at that time that this virus event wasn't going to go away anytime soon. And in California, we weren't under a shelter-in-place order. 
and every business that was non-essential closed. So all the yarn shops closed and everybody was kind of just waiting around to see what would happen. Folks weren't going into their offices to work. And at that point, stash became the importance of stash. Wow. <laughs> really <Yeah>. important, right? <laughs> yeah. And we, I do want to say that we got really lucky in terms of timing and stash because the shelter in place orders came like a week or 10 days yeah. after stitches 2020. So Charlene and I had acquired a lot of stash because that's one of our biggest shopping events of the year. So that, right. that dulled the, the horrible edge of the stash pain, I think <laughs> yes. for us. So I feel very fortunate about that, but yeah. yeah. But definitely we were in, suddenly in the situation where our stashes really were it for the short foreseeable future. I think there was I think there were some places where you could still mail, mail order that kind of thing, but for a little while it was just stash. <laughs> well, it's weird cuz last um my, my I guess earlier this year, my little local knitting shop that was the yarn shop that was two and a half miles from the house, um, she decided not to renew her lease um, because of the coronavirus, not knowing, um, you know, the space wasn't quite working for her. And she said she just really didn't know what was happening with real estate. And she didn't want, she didn't want to be in this mode of selling by appointment only and, you know, all that with, so it's like, you know, so she closed up the shop and she's just working out of her home. Her home is in my neighborhood. That's lucky. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, I actually, so I actually have gotten a, I actually have gotten a personal delivery. Ooh. It's like literally, I was, I was, I was in my car getting ready to back out and they pull up behind in the drive, you know, the front of the driveway and her daughter runs and hands me the pack. Nice. <laughs> nice. That, that, that actually happened to be fab, right? But that, <laughs> Nice. But um, so that, you know, works out w w kind of nice for me. Um, in fact, the, the Colby hat that I knit was with her with yarn that her nine-year-old daughter dyed. And it's so pretty. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. her, her daughter has a little yarn shop called Fairway Fibers. Nine years old. Um, Entrepreneurial every, young thing. Every, yeah. And every base is, is named after a golf course. <laughs> Oh, that's cute. Fair, fairway. She 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 takes golf lessons and is very serious wow. about her golf. Yeah, that's cute. Um, but um, it, yeah, so that's helped. But I've also found that I've done some probably more emotional buying this year than I have in several years. Understandable. Not a, not a lot, but I I bought a sweater quantity at Maryland Cheap and Wool and put it in a box and I forgot that I had it until I was digging in that box for something else. It's like, it, it wasn't even in Ravelry. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a blur. <laughs> yeah. A sweater quantity of neighborhood cyber company that literally didn't wow. register. See, I'm militant <laughs> about, I don't put a yarn in my stash until it's in Ravelry because I'm scared to death I'm going to forget about it. <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't done that in years, but for some reason, I, I think it was the COVID break. Yeah, because you're really yeah. organized. I think I yeah. agree. Yeah, I would like, agree with that. And it's like this year I've had 
more stash that you know every most of the stash that's come in doesn't have a pic didn't have a picture projects projects didn't have pictures it's like it's like but I've been busy quilting. That's you have been. You've been very busy quilting. Yeah, beautiful work. Yeah, you so. have been busy, but there's also the, like you said, the excuse that it's just been an emotionally mm-hmm. trying year and things have, I don't want to say slipped through the cracks because I believe that has a negative connotation. It's just things have been sorted into what's really important and what's not so important. And the not so important things don't always get done. Yep. So I'm going to be digging out of that um, probably over the Christmas holidays. <laughs> <laughs> was it the special colorway that you got? One of the um, festival I th- colorways? I think it was. It was the pale the pale lilac. Oh, oh yes. yes. That's right. Bentaloo, I think is what it was. It was named after a mother. I really like that That's the one you gave one. me for my birthday, Charlene, yeah. that I knit into my shawl, yeah. my crushed flower shawl. I really liked that one. Yeah, I really like. I, I get a sweater one. quantity of the of the singles yarn. I found that this year I've very regularly found myself shopping online for yarn for emotional reasons, but I haven't been buying it. It's like it's comforting just to go and look at it, maybe put some in my cart, but I haven't been buying <laughs> it as much. I have made some purchases, but I looked at all the sweaters I knit this year, and I've knit thirteen sweaters so far in 2020 and four of them were gifts so a very big big sweaters too blue sands for Josie Lascarabe blue for Alex and then two sweaters for Olivia and I looked at my yarn purchases for the year not counting stitches I almost all of my yarn purchases were for gifts so I ordered yarn for all four of those sweaters and for a lot of hats and things that I've knit for people throughout the year. So I've been buying yarn on a steady basis through this whole year because I had very specific things I was knitting for people that my stash didn't meet because I buy my stash for myself, not for her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's that's good because what that tells me is that your stash is meeting your personal yarn needs. So when you want to knit something for yourself, you are able to find what you want, probably helped by years of participating in the Love Your Stash movement and curating and fine-tuning and making purchases that you really like and getting rid of things that you don't like. And that's a really good feeling. Of the 13 sweaters, so nine of them are for myself, and I only bought yarn for two of them. So I knit the super simple summer sweater with the slub yarn. That was a purchase I made post-COVID shelter in place. And then Mike gave me a gift certificate to Madeline Tosh for Mother's Day. So I bought some Prairie, which is what I used to knit my KP pullover. So that wasn't even like I went out and was shopping for myself. He had given me a gift. So I really only bought, after stitches, the slub yarn for like have to knit it now projects. So my stash really held my hand this year. I'm very happy with my stash. (laughs) Yeah. And you've knit down your your scraps to the point where you said you don't have enough to knit the scraps. Yep. I knit down almost all my stash scraps in bits and bobs blankets and in hats. So yeah, my stash scrap supply is really low and I'm very happy with that. You know, mine is two. Mine is two. I used to have two big boxes 
a couple years ago, and mostly through the the donation hats that I've been making. But over the past couple of years, I've been knitting that down as well. And that was one of my first thoughts, like you, that, hmm, I don't know if I have enough to knit a scrappy sweater. I The one thing that I don't make hats with, or I chose not to make hats with all of my single ply. So I do have a big bag of single ply, and I might be able to do it with just single ply. So I'll have to look. I'm sure at I that. can scrounge up some single ply scraps for you too. Sure <laughs> me, me too. But also this year, Charlene, I have a big plastic bag in the garage that's full of what I think of as my charity hat yarn. So from mm-hmm. usually from the donation table from Knockers, I'll grab a couple skeins of acrylic off the table to knit charity hats. Well, my bag, my plastic bag of that yarn is very depleted. I only have a couple hats worth of yarn in that bag anymore. So I'm very happy. Yeah. And since we didn't, since we didn't have our annual knockers retreat this year, we didn't have the opportunity to both pass on some of the things from our stash that we had chosen was time to move on or to exactly. pick some things from somebody else's There was no stash. replenishment <laughs> of the charity hat yarn. Yep. Right, right. And as things stand now, it looks like we'll probably be missing yeah. two years yeah. of the retreat, Yeah, I would guess. And since we mentioned stitches, we should also mention that there won't be stitches twenty. 21 so are they they going virtual or not having it at all i don't don't know i i know that they have some virtual classes happening during the year so i don't know if they're going to culminate with one event at the time that stitches west usually takes place or whether they're just going to continue on with the occasional classes they do so, we'll yeah, see. so the next California but, Stitches will be 2022 in Sacramento. Yeah, unless they have a Stitches. South, or Southern California again before that. Yeah, unless they have a Southern California one before that. I don't know. I haven't, since we don't attend that one, I'm not familiar with that calendar. So I don't know if that is in the books or not. But I, I would imagine they're going to skip all of 2021 just to be safe. It's good because it's, you know... You, the vendors need to know well in advance that it's yeah. really going to happen. The cancellations at the last minute must be really hard on small vendors. Oh, yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine what it was like for the vendors when things were pulled off from under yeah. in March and April. Yeah, and from what I've heard, what is happening now, because there's been interruptions in different parts of the supply chain, sometimes dyers aren't able to get a lot of or any of specific bases. So I have been seeing new bases popping up. It's it's a it's a good time in terms because there are I think dyers trying different bases, but it's a bad time in that not all the bases seem to be available all the time. Yeah. So I don't know if that's something that is resolving itself or will continue into 2021. But um, hard to tell. Um, but circling back to the love your stash. Yes, um, please do. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I wanted to talk about was the. It's kind of to me. A, it's kind of a related event. Is the 
um, the whip um, cleanup cow that I I launched. I guess this is the third year, which launches the day after the Colors of Fall knit along and goes to the end of the year. So it's going on right now, and it's it's the idea. It, it's to me, it's a, it's about again right sizing your your knitting life. Um, this year I opened it up. It's I, it was always any Ravelry craft, but this year I opened it up to any fiber related craft, so it could be needlework, sewing. Um, but you know, the idea is to kind of finish your frog. Um, if you the, the if it's a work in progress, it needs to have been started before the cowl started because it's it's not for new projects unless you're reclaiming yarn from a whip or a previously finished project. Nice. Uh, and, and, and I like and, that. <laughs> and knitting it up again. So it's like if you frog something, that's an entry for prizes, and if you knit it up again, that's another entry for prizes. And there's actually somebody that finished a whip, decided she didn't like it, and frog didn't knit the hat. Oh, nice. Pattern. Three, like, yeah. That's three entries. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I make the rule. I make the rules. That's three entries. <laughs> because, you know, you finished, you reevaluated, and then you you did, you know, you did a mulligan. Um, so, it's, you know, and it's, it's not that whips are bad. It's that whips that are weighing you down um, Got it. are bad. Love that, yeah. So... So it's like it's 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 a to me it's a process of reassessing and deciding yes I want to finish it I may or may not finish it during this cow but I want to I want to keep it on the needles or I am done with this and it's okay to say that too and yeah yeah and and I I have one project that I'm mulling over frogging right now and that's <gasps> really you're so oh, close to the really? end. No, I'm really not. I mean, I've, I mean, I've, I've just picked up, I think I've just picked up for the set for the first sleeve and I still have a lot of body to Okay. It. It's, it, the sweater is going to be really heavy. It's, it's, in, it's in the Romice DK. It's a, it's a, it's a tightly spun yarn, so it's pretty heavy. There's, those textured stitches in the cables add lots of density. I think it's mm -hmm. too heavy a sweater for Florida. I think you're right. Uh, so I'm thinking about frogging it, and I may get rid of yarn. Oh no! And I know where it's going if I get rid of You're it. You're not going to get rid of it. That's a perfect yarn for you. But it's a, a DK weight sweater. So I, I, I'm going to think about it. But I know where it's going if I get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> I it's, want it's you gonna... to keep it though. It's so beautiful. <laughs> if, it, if I get if I get rid of it, it's showing up at your house. <laughs> <laughs> We'll find a sweater that it'll work for for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I could I could probably just nip it up into a into a, a worsted boxy at, mm -hmm. a, at a DK weight gauge and be very happy with it. Um, that's loose enough a knit that the fabric won't be anywhere near as heavy. Exactly. Um, I just I just you know the the, the, the fabric is gorgeous, but I'm like oh that I, I lift it I'm like oh that's a lot of yarn. Yeah, I knit my first mm -hmm. one in a Quince and Company very lofty yarn, so it wasn't too hot. And I know, Charlene, yeah. you knit yours in Cormo loftier yarns, right? So yours are also lighter weight. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. lighter weight. Makes a big yeah. difference. Yeah. I, I just do, love I that love sweater. I love too, <laughs> so I obviously love it. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, mean yeah. I haven't tried it on. I'll probably, I'll probably take the time to put 
put the body on the long enough needle to try it on before making a final decision because the, the neck yeah definitely the, the try neck, it the on. neckline is done and that's the hardest part of that sweater I think is when doing all that shaping that Elizabeth has you do at the, the top, top yeah. yeah definitely definitely once you get to the yeah. body yeah. it's zoom well zoom unless in, you've already so. got all those patterns figured out and oh, yeah. I, I mean mm-hmm. I can if I picked it up right now, I'd have to look at my little cheat sheet of how to knit the stitches, to knit the, the lattice work mm-hmm. in, in the round. Refresh yourself, that. yeah. And I'd have to follow the pattern for the short rows on the sleeves. But otherwise, it, it really is, it's a mindless, it's a close to mindless knit now. Yeah, considering how complicated it looks, it's yeah. not nearly as difficult to knit as one would assume. Yeah. Yeah, I was very intimidated exactly. by it when I first saw it. I have, I have the same feelings. It was... Very mm-hmm. fun knitting. But I'm just, I'm in that mode right now of, you know, will I wear it when it's done or is it going to just sit in my closet and be like, oh, that's too heavy yeah. to put on, you know, because I mean, I have trouble, there's just a few months of the year that I can wear fingering weight sweaters. Yeah, I get that. I totally understand where you're coming from with the heat. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, we've had one, we've had two frost warnings this year. That's it? That's it. Wow. So it's like two days where it might get below freezing. Wow. <laughs> um, so that's kind of, yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm not going to rush through it. Um, but it's, it's, I think the, the knit along has got me thinking about, am I really going to finish this or am I going to just keep skipping past it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck with your decision. Yeah. Those are hard ones when, especially if it's a sweater that you do want but your climate doesn't really yeah. let you do it. It's even harder because, or yeah. it could make it an easier decision. Maybe I don't know. Depends and on it, how you look at it. <laughs> well, and it's funny because the Volmice DK weight yarn. I bought two sweater quantities. The other one's gray. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like me saying and, pink. Well, and, and and the one I'm talking about frogging is tur- is like is a really neon turquoise color. Um. Both of them I bought before I was knitting sweaters. Ah, so you didn't so, know. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know what's appropriate for where I live. Um, so, you know, it's it's something to think about. You know, again, that's something to... So for those of you that are just starting to knit sweaters, this is the time to be slow at building a sweater quantity stash. Wait and figure out what you like first. Yeah. What you actually wear <laughs> yeah. versus what you think you'll wear. And yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah. yeah. And as, as yeah. Charlene always says, there's always more yarn. Yep. There's always more yarn. So if you haven't joined in the Love Your Stash quarterly threads before and you feel like your stash is weighing you down or making you feel guilty in any way, I highly recommend doing it. I haven't been participating really the last couple of years because I'm so happy with my stash the way it is. My first <laughs> several years participating put me right where I want to be. So I'm very happy with that. Right. Very proud of that. Right. So. Right. So before we wrap this up, I'm going to put you both on the spot. Tell tell us one or two things that 2020 taught you about stashing that you will carry with you into future stashing. Um, for me, it's the being very, very careful about emotional buying. And I would say similar to that, to let myself buy something emotionally occasionally if I want to, like that autumn toad 
yarn that you and I both bought, Robbie. <laughs> I, I hesitated and I hesitated and I hesitated. And I'm really glad I did it. Because yeah. that's going to be a beautiful sweater yeah. and I something I needed in the moment. And I can just look at that skein until I knit it and just appreciate the heck out of it. So, well, And it was funny because yeah. you, you sent me the picture of it. And I, and I was thinking, <laughs> I'm not going to buy this. And then I went and I looked at it again. And I saw they had the Katahdin. And I said, sent you back a note saying, my favorite base is Katahdin. And there is now one left. Yep. So Robbie bought it before I could <laughs> after I was asking, you know, should I get this or should I not get it to my emotional support group? <laughs> and and then I enabled a friend down here to buy it. And she bought the exact same base too. Nice. So. <laughs> okay, Charlene, your turn. That's funny. Because that, yeah, that happened with my sister and I. I there was a a special, I can't remember which festival it was. I think it was the New York Sheep and Wool Festival color. Or maybe it was, I don't know. What, but the same thing happened. I sent my sister a picture of it. And I said, I'm getting this. And then five minutes later, she texted me back and said, oh, I just bought three three skeins in this base. And she ended up purchasing it before I did. So we're we're our own funny. competition. Yes. Okay, so it's yes. something you learned. So what yeah, what you just mentioned is actually one of the things for me because I am I tend to be a really cautious yarn buyer. I hem and haw and I think about things and it takes me a long time to work myself up to make that decision to actually press the purchase button. But I one thing that I have learned in 2020 is that stash is good and you do need to keep a certain amount of good tools around for well your craft. Said. So well said. Yeah. So that's that's one of them. I would also say that it is good to have single skeins. A lot of people say, "Oh, I have too many single skeins. I don't want to have single skeins." Nope. Single skeins have been my friend in 2020. So all of those single skeins have been good. I I'm very happy to have made all of those single skein purchases so that, that's well, mine it's funny when you i think one thing i know that you know you're in a i know i'm in a position financially where i don't have to think about buying yarn which is which is a real it's a real blessing mm -hmm. um so for me i i think that means i have to be very careful because it's it's very easy for me to, to hit that button because i i know the money's always there i'm not going to get in trouble for buying it <laughs> there are no negative consequences from any outside source. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, I mean, you know, there's. I mean, he hasn't said a word about the fabric I've bought this year. I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I feed him. He's happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I did want to also okay. end this because this will be our last episode of 2020. Yes. And I wanted to say a huge thank you to Robbie and every other person who listens to the podcast, participates in the Ravelry group, responds on Instagram, anywhere and everywhere you've communicated with us. We've had a lot of outpouring of love this year, a lot of thank yous from people for continuing with the podcast, despite all the things that happened in 2020. And I appreciate every single one of you. And there's one email I got that I just have to read because it's very funny. Okay. This is from Miriam. She is a regular uh, commenter in the Ravelry group. 
She said, did I ever tell you that for the first few months when I started listening to Yarniacs and I tried to remember your first name, I always thought it was Joy. Then I check and think, Gail, right. I might have even called you Joy in one of my early posts on the thread. I'm sure it had to do with your voice, how joyous it sounds, and your that smile of you on your <laughs> FO picture. So reading things like that in 2020 really, really helped so much. So Miriam and everyone else, thank you so much. Hugs and love to all of you. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like more so in 2020, I have relied on this community and our Zoom get-togethers have been absolutely delightful. I have met listeners computer to computer, and it it has really enriched my life and enriched the whole experience of knitting and this podcast and creating it's it's been I can say really that's nice. one thing I'm grateful for COVID for is the Zoom <laughs> the Saturday Zooms yeah. I mean it's made my year a much better place yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's made the community yeah. so much richer yeah so if you haven't joined yeah, us on a Saturday definitely. yet please do <laughs> it's really fun <laughs> and then a final reminder that the winter solstice is coming Monday, December 21st. So perhaps by the time you are listening to this, it will be in in that calendar, it, near yeah. that on the calendar, because this episode will come out just a few days before that. So you can start your self-indulgent project anytime on December 21st, winter Yay! solstice. And Robbie has already started discussion thread, planning thread that kind of thing, and will be knitting self-indulgently until the spring equinox. And self-indulgent is your definition of self-indulgent, not somebody else's. So if it makes you happy, <laughs> then it counts. There are That's the only thing. Yeah. And yeah. Um, swatching is allowed before the start date. And highly encouraged. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you so much, everybody, for listening this episode and all previous episodes. Happy end of the year festivities. Happy New Year, whatever you celebrate, and hugs and loves to everybody. Happy Solstice. Happy New Year. And happy Festivus. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Happy and Happy knitting. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley. 